Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Uh, we got a, a grab bag of topics for you guys today. We're going to talk some basketball, we're going to talk some football, uh, both the recruiting and the team itself. Uh, let's start off with uh, the Peach Jam. Uh, it was a big EYBL basketball tournament that was this past weekend. Um, several of Rutgers' top targets played there. Just kind of wanted to go over their performances. So I guess right off the top, uh, the winner of the tournament was uh, not any of the team, not any of the teams that Rutgers had a heavy uh, influence on. I believe the win. So the New York Wrens, who Dylan Harper plays for, made it to the semifinals. They lost to the Vegas Elite, and then in the finals, Vegas Elite played against a team called Team Takeover, yes. and Team Takeover ended up winning the tournament. Um, so let's just talk about who had some really standout performances. Um, Richie, you have, I believe, the stats of all the, all the guys in the tournament. So just let's just kind of like run them down one player at a time. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, the most obvious one is Dylan Harper. Um, Dylan Harper is number two in Peach Jam in scoring with, with 21.2 points per game. He had 5.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.7 steals. Like the man just had a hell of a tournament, shot 52%. Uh, 36 from three and then 76 from free throw. I, I know I said this to you off pod, but his EYBL stats were great, but his free throw percentage was yikes for a guard. He was shooting 59% um, all throughout EYBL, all throughout, uh, what was it, May, June. And I guess uh, early July is when Peach Jam hit. And then all of a sudden it was 76% during Peach Jam, that little five-game span, six-game span, whatever it is. Um I mean, he came into the EYBL circuit as a consensus number one. I don't think there's any question about it. He still is. He's been dominant on the floor every time he's touched the court. Um, and he just continues to to do his thing. I mean, Dylan is is what he is. I don't think anyone's shying away from that. And there's there's really only so much you could say because his, his game just keeps getting better and better. And he keeps improving on the little things. Like that little free throw percentage thing is, is huge to me because you're going from 59 to 76. I know it's a small or a big sample size compared to a small sample size, but it's it's still pretty good over a five-game span. So that that was a big one. I'm trying to think of who else was out there. Malik Thomas Jr. is another one. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't actually don't know if he's a junior. I might, I might have said that wrong. Um, yeah, he's not. Somebody else's. Brandon Stores, I think you're thinking of. Yep. Uh, Brandon Stores Jr., yes. Uh, another Rutgers guy that they're targeting really heavily, that they really want to get involved with more. Um, Steve Hayne coached his dad in high school, college. I forget what it is. It's one of the two. 
Um, there's a couple other names out there too, like Darius Akuff Jr., who's went from the 2025 class, one of the bigger names. Uh, he went from unranked to number 15 in the country. Um, the Family AAU program, which is a program that you guys probably want to get familiar with at this point because Marlon Williamson has deep connections to the city of Detroit and Michigan in general. And that's where the family AAU stems from. Um, he also worked for them for nine years as head coach and president of youth operations over there. So I think if anyone that's notable from the family AAU program is probably going to get a Rutgers offer at this point, as long as Williamson's on staff. Um, however, it's going to be really tough to take him out of state. It sounds like because Michigan and Michigan state are pushing very heavily. And then there's Kentucky, of course, and Calipari is all over this kid. Um, so that's not one to keep an eye on. And then, the other big name that I guess we didn't really mention or haven't really talked about in a while, which is crazy to say, is Lathan Somerville. He um, he had some decent numbers in the EYBL circuit, but then Peach Jam came and he put up even better numbers. Um, 11.8 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, uh, almost one block per game, and shot shot 49%, which is, which is pretty good for him. And then uh, 65 from the free throw line, it's, it's nothing crazy. Um, he's playing with Bradley B. Elite. Uh, who I think stems out of Georgia, but I could be wrong on that. Um, so he obviously plays down at the skill factory in Georgia, but that's going to change too. Cause I believe he's going back home to Illinois to finish out his senior year, but he's had, he's had some impressive games. Um, overall, like he, he's had a really good summer and he's a candidate to watch for, to move up too. um, other, other than that, I mean, there's, there's a couple other names. Like I said before, Malik Thomas had a good summer. Um, Darius Cup Jr. Trey McKenney is another family AAU guy to keep an eye on. Nigel James out of uh, I forget which UIBL team. Team was it Team United? I forget. Um, or New uh, New Heights Lightning. I, I I don't know, but regardless, I think, I think he was on the same team as uh, Jalen. What's his there's name? There's so there's too many names. I'm getting them all confused. Yeah. Um, Jalen Harrell was another one who played for Expressions. Uh, yeah, I think they're I both think on it, Expressions. That's what it was, Expressions, which is also Gavin Griffith's former AAU program. Um, yep. Jalen Harrell was a stud. Nigel James was a stud for them. Uh, both were their top two scorers. Uh, overall, there's just there's a ton of names out there right now. And um, Rutgers is kind of, like I said before, Rutgers for the 2025 class. Obviously, Dylan's the main target for 2024. But 2025, they're just being kind of quiet for the most part and keeping it slow and uh, a small group of kids and all those group, these, these kids are all top ranked kids. So it's all, it's all four stars again, or borderline five stars. Like Nigel, uh, not Nigel. Um, we Thomas is a five star. Darius Adams is a borderline five star. Trey McKenney is a five star. Darius cuff is a five star. Like they're going to try to make this thing continue past that 2024 class with who has ACE Lathan and Dorch already with potentially Dylan down the line. Yeah. Another honor uh, for Dylan from, Peach Jams. He made first team all tournament. Um, yeah. He was the only Rutgers target or Rutgers commitment who made uh, the first, second, or third team. Uh, and obviously, he said, I think he was second in scoring. He mm -hmm. just had a fantastic tournament. He was on everybody's like who impressed me most list. I know that you know there was yeah. a lot of talk about underclassmen coming out of this tournament in terms of Cooper Flag, Caden Boozer, and mm -hmm. uh, AJ Devansta because they all had great tournaments too. But I think uh, Dylan had a really good showing um and if you guys haven't read his article from the athletic too that's that's a must read and start talking about his just uh his you know how he prepares his uh his recruitment in general they, they didn't really talk about specific schools outside of one quote from dylan's dad um obviously ron harper senior <laughs> who talked about how uh 
you know, when he went to Dayton, he was able to, or Miami of Ohio, I'm sorry. When he went to Miami of Ohio, he was only 40 minutes from where he grew up. He had his whole family be able to come and see him for every game. And he's like, listen, Dylan, like, you know, your grandparents have come and watched you play every game your entire life. It might be a good reward for them to stay close to home. And he, he, he claims he was misquoted. He said he didn't say Rutgers. Uh, I have a hard time believing uh. Seth Davis would misquote somebody like that. Um, but regardless, uh, he did mention staying close to home would be a nice thing for his family. So I think that's an angle to look at things as well. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like number one, you, you said it. Seth Davis is not misquoting anyone. Um, he's one of the better national reporters out there. So maybe top five will go with him, something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely not misquoting anybody. I, I think he might've just said something he wasn't supposed to in terms mm-hmm. of Rutgers. And he's like, I just meant local schools. And it's like, all right, well, Seton Hall is really not pushing. UConn's not pushing. Like, your top five, you literally have a top five list, and it's Auburn, Kansas, Duke, and Indiana. Yep. There's no other local school. Just There's it, no other school was, within a thousand miles. So Yeah, yeah. like, it, it was Rutgers. Like, just, it's fine. It's too late. Now, it's probably damage control at this point, whether it be Ron, trying, Ron Sr. trying to get damage control, or maybe Maria Harper looking at it and like, dude, what the hell? Why did you say that? Like, yeah. damage control. But it's more and more. It just sounds like Dylan and Rutgers. <laughs> I I couldn't believe the journey she's been on. So uh, Ron and Dylan also have a younger sister, uh, mm-hmm. Mia. Uh, or maybe it's the middle sibling. But regardless, it's Ron's younger sister. Yeah. Um, so she was in Hungary watching Dylan at the U- U19s. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the U.S. came in fourth there. Immediately after that tournament was over, she flew to Orlando for her daughter Mia's dance competition. I guess they had some big dance competition in Orlando. Immediately from there, she goes to South Carolina for Peach Jam to watch Dylan at Peach Jam. I can't imagine, you know, she she's obviously a very committed parent. And, you know, that's that's awesome to hear about that. But that's, that sounds like an exhausting schedule. Like, just yeah. crazy. I mean, it's between that and, like, even look at Dylan's schedule. It's like... Yeah. USA yeah. mini camp, then Hungary, then Peach Jam, then I think the Chris Paul camp's up next, and then there's something yep. else after that. And it's yeah, he's, I think he's going to see Ron at Summer League, and then that's what it is. Yeah, the, the CP3 camp is after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just, just a crazy schedule. The, the Harpers have very busy lives. It seems like <laughs> they do, and uh, some some interesting news has kind of started to trickle out of uh, a, you know different fan bases about where things stand with Dylan Harper. Um, yeah. So from, from what's being reported and what you're hearing from Indiana and Duke camps is that Duke has begun to pivot to other targets. We kind of touched on that last pod. Mm-hmm. Duke offered uh, Con Nupel out of Wisconsin, who's a guard. Um, and they offered uh, VJ Edgecombe from New York Lutheran or mm-hmm. Long Island Lutheran. Sorry. He's also a guard. And they're both in the 24 class. Indiana's sources are also saying now that they think it's basically a long shot. Uh, disregard that a month ago that they were calling you a homer for making a future cast and that Rutgers doesn't have the NIL. Ace Bailey's going to decommit. All this bullshit, lack of a better term. Uh, so it sounds like the information that's coming out of you know Indiana and Duke is that Dylan is no longer not considering them as much as they would have thought about a month ago um basically goes in line with what we've been saying uh but 
there's not really a whole lot more we could talk about regarding his recruitment. I think this is a holding pattern at this point. He's got a busy summer. He's said that essentially he could decide anytime between after Peach Jam and mm-hmm. the middle of his high school season. So yeah, who knows when that's going to happen? It's a total guessing game. But I, I continue to feel really strongly about where Rutgers stands here. I think mm-hmm. the national narrative now is Rutgers is a, it has a significant lead in his recruitment, which is kind of what we've heard simmering for a while. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, just looking at Jerry Carino's article based on Dylan's schedule, he's going to be watching summer league until the seventeenth, and then we'll work out with Ron as well. Um, August 3rd to 6th, the C3 camp in LA. And then August 10th to the 13th is the Nike camp at Nike headquarters in Oregon. And then August 18th to 20th is slam summer classic in New York city. So it's just bounce, 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 bounce. Like, uh, this man's going everywhere. And I don't know if he's probably not going to decide until I assume at least at the minimum after that summer classic, which is August 20, 18th to the 20th. And then uh, in terms of his recruitment, you, you said it. Like, Indiana sounds like they're backing off. Duke, we already know, started to offer other guys because they're starting to back off. It sounds like they're going to offer Jalil Bathia, too, who uh, a former Rutgers target at one point. Um, and then also, like, I don't know if you, like, you noticed it, I'm sure. I'm sure others have noticed it. Not the only guy with a Rutgers future cast anymore, either. That's right. That is right. Uh, so Richie made his future cast for Dylan on May 25th. Yesterday, Jackson Collier from the Arkansas site put in a future cast. Uh, Richie reached out to him to see what made him decide to finally jump into the pool. What did Jackson tell you when you were talking to him? So basically, I was talking to him just back and forth a little bit, just trying to figure out. And he's like, I honestly, like we had a source down here tell us a couple days ago that Harper is going to choose Rutgers due to large effort, large part because of the effort that the coaching staff is putting into recruiting them. So that, that little trip to Hungary, it doesn't matter what it costs because you'll, you'll get a nice return on investment there, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it just sounds like Rutgers is starting, it's starting to leak out a little more and more that Dylan, the Rutgers is a lot more realistic than most thought. I want to say six months ago, seven months ago. Uh, remember like we were talking in November, December, everyone's like, he's a Duke lean. He, he just visited Duke and then, and then he visited Indiana. And then he said this quote about Mackenzie Mabako, like, Stop. Like, no, it's all the same thing. It's probably been Rutgers for a long time, to be honest with you. Yeah. I yeah. was very hesitant to put the future cast out, but then, like, I did it because I heard a couple of things, and then all of a sudden, now they're hearing stuff down south. It's starting to trickle out everywhere, all across that AAU circuit. Everyone's talking about it. And you used to see, like, Rutgers coaches walk in, and I don't even know if most, like, high major coaches would even recognize them. They'd just be like, oh, yeah, there's Rutgers, whatever. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even be involved in the tweets. They'd be like, "Yukon, Kentucky, and Michigan are here." Now it's it's a completely different feel and completely different atmosphere. Like when Rutgers walks in, it's like, "Holy shit, man! Like Rutgers is going to get the top two kids in the country." What happened? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Tr- but yeah, truly, truly, Donovan put out an awesome tweet about Pike. And if you don't know who truly Donovan is, you should follow him on Twitter. He is. Uh, one of the best insiders for college hoops out there. Nobody it's knows who me, he is. I swear. It's not Richie. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. Um, but he always has, if, if basically if Trilly's putting it out there, just take it as gold. This is what he said on July 7th about Steve Peichel. He said, there's no more, there's no one that deserves to land a recruit more than Steve Peichel deserves to land Dylan Harper. Every time 
he and that's Dylan steps between the lines. Steve is there. If Dylan had to get, play a game on Mars, Steve would hop on one of those space rovers to make sure he's courtside. It will pay off. Now take that for what it says, and what, you know you can read in between the lines there. But Charlie's not making posts like that about coaches. He he'll make like you know he'll say like good news coming soon, and then he'll post a gif of like you know maybe you know. Uh, Mike Woodson, or I'll post a GIF of, you know, Rick Pitino. West, yeah, the West Virginia Mountaineer recently I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go and gush about coaches like this really ever. So to do that about Peichel really says a lot. It's Troy Donovan, Steve Peichel. Ooh, that is a, that is a thread <laughs> I don't want to pull on too hard. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's not speculate on who Trilly might be. Um, because I, I like the idea of him just being this uh, this wizard behind the the curtain. But. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it definitely does. But no, I, I really think he's spot on with this. I, I I've been saying it for a long time. I said it last pod. I think I said it the pod before that. I said it the pod before that. There's <laughs> been rumors about Dylan being silently committed to Rutgers for a long time now, and this is just leaning more and more towards that actually being fact. Between Duke backing off, Indiana backing off, who were the top. I mean, you could argue Duke was number one at one point. Yeah. Um, and then Indiana was a distant third, which still that's two of the top three programs. Now the Kansas rumors are heating up again. And that's, I think that's mostly NIL driven. And most of the fact that, uh, they did yep. send an assistant coach out there as well to uh Hungary to watch him play. But I, I just think this is more and more Rutgers. Like I, I really think this is just a, a matter of when, not if at this point, I really think Dylan Harper will be a Scarlet Knight when it's all said and done. And that's why my future cast has been in there since, almost two months now. So yep. I just, I'm, I'm pretty hyped that I'm going to be the first one to have it right. Yeah. And honestly, I don't believe like for a person like Jackson and I don't know him, but the information that is out now is not any different than the information we were hearing two months ago. That's, that's kind of all I'll say about that. Um, yeah. So very good vibes coming from that situation, but let's, uh, let's pivot a bit. Let's talk the portal for basketball. Um, Obviously, we still have three open scholarships for the 23-24 season. We mm-hmm. don't anticipate all three getting filled, but we do expect two to get filled. So let's Correct. start with the player that we think is most likely to fill that first scholarship. Uh, that's Austin Williams. We kind of did a deep dive on him at some point recently, but he, you know, just do a quick, uh, if you, in case you missed it last time, Austin Williams, he started off his career at Marist. He then transferred to Hartford. He had two really good seasons at Hartford, and then he entered the transfer portal before last season, went to Florida International, hurt his knee, didn't play at all last year, re-entered the portal this offseason, mm-hmm. and it sounds like things have gone exceedingly well there, and I expect him to end up at Rutgers, uh, but what do you think is uh, holding things up here? It- um, it sounds like it's more or less just him finishing out classes uh, at his former institution. Um he apparently was on campus again on Monday, I believe it was, according to Richard Kent, which would be his second time on campus in the past week, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he also visited Duquesne and Manhattan. Manhattan makes a lot of sense because his old Hartford coach is over there now. Um, yep. du- Duquesne is just, I don't know, he just visited Duquesne. Um, <laughs> he, he, if he wasn't a seventh-year guy coming off an injury, I feel like he'd have a lot more interest. Yep. But – 
I, it is what it is. And uh, I, I think he's a good player. And I think it's just a, another situation where it's a matter of when, not if uh, he commits the Rutgers and we're kind of just waiting on it, to be honest. It's uh, <laughs> it's just a waiting game at this point. And I think uh, it should come out sooner rather than later. I know um, him being on campus for the second time on Monday, we kind of thought it was going to happen by Monday. Didn't happen. Um, I know they're, they're just waiting for a couple things to happen off the court. And once that stuff's done, it sounds like a summer class, which should end in the next two weeks, I believe, sometime within the next two weeks. I think once he gets that degree or maybe a second degree, cause he's a seventh year guy. Um, no, no knock on the six year guys that take six years to finish college. I was one of them. Takes a little bit, you know, once <laughs> uh, the student debt's still there. So we're, we'll see what happens there. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Luckily, he doesn't have to do that, it seems like, so uh, or deal with that at least. So uh, we'll just wait and see what happens. But it's it's a matter of time. I really think he's going to be a Scarlet Knight, and I think he's going to be a starter for the program immediately. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and if not a starter, which I think is most likely a uh, you know, heavy rotation player, we're talking probably 25-plus yeah. minutes a game, top three scorer on the team, very good player, played in the NCAA tournament, had a you know almost 20 points against the – the, the Baylor Bears that year when yeah. they won the when the when they won the title, so this is a guy who, who you know, is really really good. Uh, it would be a, a really great pickup, assuming he's healthy. Um, huge. So I do want to talk about something we haven't really discussed <laughs> before. Um, I, know we, I know where you're going. Yeah. So I had a few sources reach out to me saying, "Hey, have you heard anything about this?" And I kind of scoured and. Uh, turns out that this uh, this is credible. Um, so you may know Javon Quinterly. He is the former Alabama guard who entered the portal. He's a New Jersey kid. He started off at Villanova uh, when he was in the portal the first time. Or I don't even know if the portal was around back then. But when he transferred from <clears throat> Villanova the first time, there was some pretty heavy interest on his end uh, to come to Rutgers. That didn't work out, obviously. But I'm hearing Rutgers is making a push for Javon Quinterly. Now, the problem is um, Javon Quinterly was making a lot of money in terms of NIL from Alabama. He primarily left Alabama to make more money, and it is not an insignificant amount of money. I'll just put it out there. It is a lot. Uh, He has a very big offer on the table from Memphis. Now Whoa, Memphis, surprising. they cheat. Big shock. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, this is kind of above board at this point. I guess so. So yeah. from from what I've heard, he's kind of shopping around right now to try and get a bigger offer from Memphis or to get the best offer. Period. Now Memphis kind of knows the schools that are also pushing don't really have the resources to match what Memphis is offering. So I just want to put it out there that I don't expect Javon Quinterly to end up at Rutgers. But Rutgers is making a strong push to land him. Uh, what are you hearing about the Javon Quinterly situation? Yeah, basically, the two hometown schools are making a push for him in Seton Hall and Rutgers. Seton Hall needs a win bad, so they might just yeah. do anything they can to to pull this one out. I don't think it's going to work at the end of the day. I'd be a little yep. shocked if he doesn't end up at Memphis, to be honest with you. But Rutgers is is making a push. Any Jersey kid, to be honest, I still I think they're going to make a push for. Specifically, uh, you can look at the Austin Williams situation. He's a Jersey kid. Samba Giallo, a Jersey kid. Um, now, mind you, they're not pushing super hard for Giallo, it seems like, right now. He could be a backup option. But they're definitely going to use that last spot on the portal, it sounds like. Um, and Quinterly would be 
you can get, grab a guy of that caliber, a former five-star recruit, Jersey boy. Um, I think he was SEC six man of the year last year, um, which which is interesting too because he went from SEC tournament MVP to uh, six man of the year. So something happened at Bama where they just basically said like, all right, you're not a starter anymore, um, which is fine. You don't need to be a starter to contribute. But I, I mean, he comes to Rutgers, like he's probably starting. Um it's going to be interesting if he, hypothetically speaking, if he was to go to Rutgers, because I don't know what your lineup looks like now at that point. Um, I've teased it a little bit on the boards because I, I, someone was asking me, Hey, make the starting lineup this year and next year. And I'm like, all right, well, hold on. There's still one more ship open and we really don't know where they're going to go with it. There was rumors of a guard. This was the rumor. It's, it's turning out to be more than a rumor at this point. Um, that would be a uh, irresponsible journalism. If I reported a rumor, um, but yeah, so he's he's in such a weird situation too because he went declared for the draft, said I'm coming back to Bama on May 31st. Then Bama's like, nah, we're good. Like, we're not paying you that much. We're gonna use the money elsewhere. Um, which whatever, that's fine. I mean, now Memphis is throwing significant amounts, and this this is like a similar situation to Nas Cunningham, who also apparently has a significant bag for Memphis on the table, but it's just more of like he's waiting to see what else is going on. Um, so yeah, we'll do, we'll just kind of wait and see, but he's, he visited Memphis, uh, July, what was it? The fifth last week. So we visited Memphis last week, uh, according to John Rothstein on Twitter and everyone thought he was going to commit, but now are they pushing for more money elsewhere or just pushing to get a better deal for Memphis? Probably, but yep. you, you know, who knows? You never know what might happen because if anyone can pull this one out, I'd probably trust Steve Pico over everyone. That man might as well just have the the magician's hat because he has so many. He'll pull a rabbit out of the hat. He's got cards up his sleeves. He'll figure it out somehow. Maybe there's a little Adidas card in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I because if he does end up at Rutgers, I which I do like I said, I don't think he will. I want to preface that, but I don't want to get people's hopes up. But Rutgers is making a push. It would yeah. have to be through sources that are not necessarily a collective or an individual i'll just put it out there yeah. uh, it might it might be something you dream about all day if you catch my drifts um but yeah it's it's an exciting it's i mean pike is i think pike has just a, a a huge amount of confidence in recruiting now as as seen by the targets he's going after um you know breaking through with these high four stars and five stars i think has given the program an amount of clout that it didn't have a few years ago, even. So they're shooting for the stars. They're they're aiming high, and they should be. Um, but stay tuned because this. I expect them to end up, end up at Memphis unless something crazy happens. But I thought it was worthwhile to report since they are pursuing him at the moment. Yeah. Um, you you, you fooled me there for a sec. I'm not gonna lie. I had to look it up all day. I dream about sports. Mm-hmm. Or yep. well, soccer, uh, depending on what sport you're talking about. <laughs> cats out of the bag. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> sorry, follow the money there. Threw me for a loop. I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> um, a big name that did enter the portal today. I, again, I don't know if Rutgers will pursue, but he is a New York guy, Chris Ledlam, who was formerly uh, a Harvard player who transferred to Tennessee. He uh, re-entered the portal today. Not entirely sure why. Got he a little scoop on that. Okay, he averaged almost 19 points a game last year for Harvard. Uh, if you got a scoop, tell us what you're hearing. Well, not really my scoop. I'll, I'm 
going to divert this one to a little hat tip to Troy Donovan here. Uh, he tweeted it out, quote tweeted him already. He said, Wedlam is going, is willing to walk on with NIL because that's what it, that's how it works. Now you can just, here's your 14th scholarship um, to a program that has currently no scholarships available at the front of the line. So basically mm. it sounds like someone's kind of going to just pay them, whether that be Kansas state who's been rumored. There's a, uh, I think West Virginia was another rumor. UConn technically has no uh, scholarships available. St. John's has no scholarships available. And I'm just naming teams that are notable with NIL. So, I mean, it that's that's probably the first I think that would be publicly like known about where it's I'm actually going to walk on. I don't want the scholarship, and I'm just going to go with NIL. Yeah, and this already happened with St. John's. So St. John's is already one scholarship over the limit right now right, after well, Simeon Wilcher ended up go. there. So it sounds like they've already given somebody a pretty substantial NIL deal and they had to walk on. Uh, so if he does end up at St. John's, they'll be now two over. And they also are waiting for a, an Iona player who it sounds like is going to end up at St. John's to Dude. graduate, Dennis Jenkins. Team so they potentially could be three over the scholarship <laughs> limit. Um, Slick Rick. Slick Rick. Just doesn't um, care, man. So again, kind of... a guy I don't fully expect to end up at Rutgers, but somebody who uh, I know we've mentioned before and is from the area and would fill a position of need for Rutgers. Um, yeah. That's hey, interesting. So let's pivot to football. Uh, there was a pretty big news item that dropped yesterday. Uh, Chase Winowich has announced that he is changing high schools for his senior year. Yep. Uh, he currently, I guess, goes to Detroit Country Day. Um, he decided to transfer to Notre Dame High School in New Jersey, if that sounds familiar. It is because that is the high school of quarterback commit A.J. Serace. Uh, apparently, they've grown really close, and one of which will now be his running back next season. What are you hearing about this situation? Yeah, I talked to Gabe about it yesterday. Um, so everyone's speculating, like, oh, his, his brother went to Lawrenceville Prep. Like, oh, he's got to have family out here or something. That makes a lot of sense. And talk to him, and he's like, no, my first ever time on camp, or on the East Coast was uh, was last his visit, his first ever visit last year. So he's like, I like, I'm new to Jersey. I'll be honest with you. And then we were just going back and forth, and he's he's uh, wants to early enroll, and unfortunately, his school out in Michigan wouldn't let him, uh, or it doesn't allow him to, I should say, which to me is kind of mind-boggling at this point that schools are aren't allowing that, but whatever, that's fine. So his it sounds like his coach was very receptive to it, very open to like he's like I understand like you, you want to get to college asap, you want to get in the weight room, do this, do that. And between him and AJ just hitting it off, it, it made a lot of sense to, for him to come and play with his future quarterback. Um, it's going to make their team a hell of a lot more dangerous, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I know he's coming out August 3rd, he told me. So uh, you got about three weeks to start packing if you're Gabe. And um, it's it's going to be a fun team to watch, and it makes it makes my life a hell of a lot easier. I can just go to one oh, game yeah. and see two commits now. This is great. Like. Especially when it's yeah. quarterback running back duo. Like but it's on the same I don't even have to record offense defense. I can just record one thing. It's great. So yeah, depending on I guess who Notre Dame plays this year, you might even get games with a commitment on the other side too. I started, I looked into it too and I forgot to even think about that factor. Um but whatever. It's it's gonna be fun to watch them play both play together. Um in terms of his recruitment, he's I mean, they're both hundred percent solid. They're both workout warriors from what I was told, or the exact quote I was told. 
Um, so I expect them to, to probably be doing just about everything together, whether it be playing football, studying football, being in the gym together. Um, these two are going to bond. They're already bonded pretty well based on previous visits, but uh, they're also the leaders of the class too. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, they do play Del Ran. On, that's uh, what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for you to, to finish, but they do play Del Ran on Friday, yeah. October 13th. So I mean, I go that game, right? Like, Kenny oh. Jones on the other side for those who are wondering. Yeah, so that's one to keep an eye on, um, especially if you're looking at their schedule. They don't play really anyone great. But, uh, I mean, for a team that struggled last year, I think this team's going to be a hell of a lot better with that quarterback-running back duo. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch them because they're both planning on early enrolling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you said uh, they were, quote-unquote, best friends now. Um, so just, just about, pretty much. Just about. Um, so, yeah. Pretty cool that these guys get to play together. Um, that's kind of it regarding football other than we you know training camp does begin the first week in august so expect more news mm -hmm. around that ramping up obviously we know the shiana rules uh you can't really report anything so we will give you as much as humanly possible regarding what's coming out of training camp yeah but is there anything other than that football related that you want to hit on uh in regards to winnowich i know everyone always asks me this and it's been a while since we really talked in depth about him because he committed on what the hell was it january 15th so yeah it's been it's been quite some time since we talked about him um i know everyone looks at his profile they're like how the hell is he a, a high three star and only has three offers from marshall maryland and Rutgers? So I found, I dug a little deeper to figure out more. Um, he has a lot more than that, from what I'm told. A lot of schools like him on defense. And basically from what I was told, he's kind of just like, I'm good. Like, I don't want it. Like, I'm not tweeting it out. I want to be an offensive player, which is fine. Because I think he could be a damn good running back. And a couple schools have offered him at running back too. Uh, most recently, I could tell you, like, Illinois threw an offer at him. He's just like, all right, cool, thanks. But I'm committed. Like, I'm good. So I think he's beyond solid. The fact that he's coming to New Jersey, it makes him even more solid. The fact that he's coming to New Jersey to play with his future quarterback makes him beyond solid. And I think he's a damn good running back. And I, I think they're probably not going to land you Sin Willis and Jason Patterson. And that's the last two uncommitted prospects they're after at running back. And I, I think that's okay because this kid is a certified stud and he's bulky. He's huge. He, he reminds me size-wise of Dante Ayers. I don't know if you remember him. Oh yeah, the, the, yep. the pictures of that just a rip dude because I feel like he's got yep. like a not a similar build, but it's pretty close. But he's just a better running back overall. Dante Ayers was just going based on sole like size against young, like little guys in Delaware, whereas this kid's actually going to go against some decent competition for a change. Uh, he actually did that Detroit Country Day too, and uh, I just think he's going to be a really good commit now. Do you look for another running back this fall? Probably you probably peek around, see what's going on. They have a couple guys on the list that they're like, let me see the first three games, see what he does, see what he does here, see what he does there. And and maybe there's they still would like to add a second back, but it's not necessary either because technically, if you look at that running back room, everyone returns that's coming this year, it's on the team this year, returns next year. Aaron Young still has another year. Kyle Manongai, um, who am I missing? Jashawn or Jayshon Benjamin? Yeah, I think that was his name. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he's, he's young, but he's going to be good. And Sam Brown is still has one more year, at least until he can declare. So I mean, as long as he does a good job this year and next year, I, I would be shocked if he stays past that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, 
it's a really good commit. And the fact that he's in Jersey now, you can kind of, you can stop asking me where he would rank in Jersey because I'll tell you right now, he'd rank number 11. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just don't ask me. I think it's number 11, but he's technically, if we go based on star ranking, he's technically tied for seventh with Vabu Toure as well. So that's where it's, you got to slot him somewhere in there, but hey, hey that's it. It's a damn good commit. And now you went from having two Jersey kids in class to now three. Four. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. I forgot Kaj. Yep. The newest commitment, obviously. Uh, so, yeah. Good, very good uh, news item for Rutgers because the closer you have them to campus, the less likely they will uh, end up elsewhere as well. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, has to be something that the staff is pretty happy with overall. Yep. So, all right. So, that's all I got. That's all Richie's got. Guys, thanks for listening. Oh, one more thing, real quick. You got one more thing? What has Shoot. been going on with Rutgers basketball in these posters? Ron Harper oh Jr. God. posted someone yesterday. Mm-hmm. Then two days ago, Ace Bailey was honestly one of the craziest poster dunks I've seen in quite some time, in high school or at least. And I was yep. waiting for it because he dunked on this guy pretty badly. And it wasn't honestly, it wasn't just one because the second guy jumped with him too, but he had the opportunity to walk over him and he just didn't. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I respect you for doing that, for doing the right thing, but if you make a guy fall like that and you're, he's right below your feet, you do the step over. Like you have yeah. to, <laughs> but the fact he, that he didn't kind of shows like he's, 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 he's a nice kid. He's not, he's not a jerk or anything like that. Yeah. He, he seems to have one of those dunks almost every game. So it's yeah. tough. It's like, you got to really grade him on a scale. Cause he's, he's putting kids on posters left and right. I mean, he's got a whole room full of them at this point. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to see him play in a Scarlet Knights uniform. I mean, triple double in the opening game. Like it was like, insane. I, I know everyone hypes up Dylan. I love Dylan. I think he's a great player in his own right. And he's obviously great. in his number one consensus, but I might argue ACE might have a higher ceiling. I don't, think, just, this, I don't think that's even an argument. I think yeah, he has the I just, ceiling. It's, it's the size in the class. The skill set and the size, it's just, it makes a total difference. And he's not just a scorer he can defend too. Oh, God, don't, mm-hmm. don't get me hyped up. I'm getting myself hyped up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Richie's about to make a mess of himself over there. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, call, let's call it a day. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks to everybody who's rated and reviewed. Uh, I know we haven't done a push for this in a while, but if you haven't rated or reviewed already, what are you doing? Come on. We Subscribe. need, we need, we Wait. need to continue this lead. We need to grow the lead. Uh, so if you haven't already, give us a five-star review, like, and subscribe on YouTube. We have uh, hit the 3,000 uh, subscriber mark that we were aiming for, but we want to we want to see that thing keep growing. So if you haven't subscribed already to the YouTube, also don't know what you're really waiting for. Uh, but thanks again for everybody who supports the show, and thanks for listening. This has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.